0: Video recordings of this podcast can be found on RaisingEquity.org and Raising Equity on YouTube. Hey folks, welcome to Raising Equity. I'm Dr. Kira Banks, and today, in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, I want to share a message. The message is that good therapy is good therapy. Now, I don't typically talk about my psychology background on the show, but I am a clinical psychologist. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist, have been for, gosh... A long time now, over 10 years, more than that. I can't keep track. And so I don't currently have a private practice, um, but I do supervise doctoral students who are preparing to be clinical psychologists in the world. And something that consistently comes up in the graduate class that I teach on human diversity is this idea of race matching. Um, And it really is about identity matching more broadly, but most of the research is done on do we need to race match client and clinician? And I'm hearing more and more conversations about this in the mainstream world as people are saying they're looking for therapists. People are being more open about therapy. There are databases that have been developed to help people find the resources. Uh, Black and indigenous people of color are looking for clinicians and therapists who match them in terms of their race. Folks who identify as LGBTQ want someone who identifies similarly as a therapist. And I get that desire. As a black woman, I completely get that desire, but I also just wanna, I don't know if it's calm fears or concerns. Um, I don't wanna minimize the desire, but I also just want to remind us that good therapy is good therapy. And what we know is that it's important for a clinician to be culturally responsive, culturally competent, to have some background in understanding not only themselves as clinicians that have identities that shape how they come to therapy, how they think about therapy, how they see their clients, but also to understand the broad array of clients that they might come in contact with in their practice. And so... I just wanna offer what the research suggests to us. And the reality is it's mixed. And it's not a slam dunk that if someone is the same race, same gender as you, as uh, as you are, that uh, if your clinician is the same match, right, that, that therapy will be better, that it'll have better outcomes. What we know is that it's important for a therapist to be able to develop a positive therapeutic alliance, a strong therapeutic alliance. And so basically what that means is that you feel safe. You feel like it's a place that is open and compassionate that you can share yourself and share your experiences. And that therapeutic alliance is is really one of the key factors that matters in terms of how productive therapy is, because really therapy is about you. It's about you. And so you want a clinician that doesn't make it about them. So the point I want to push is that it doesn't matter, quote unquote, matching isn't what matters, but what matters is can someone be culturally relevant? Can they be culturally responsive? And that really is for you to decide. And so I want you to be willing to ask your therapist, what is their perspective on, they might call it cultural humility, having cultural competencies. And if they talk about competencies, how do they keep those competencies up, right? You don't just become competent and it's done. How do they engage in continuing education to continue to learn about themselves and other identities? Uh, they might call it culturally responsive therapy. You want to just ask them what are their what's their background, what's their training, and how do they keep that training fresh in that arena? And if you don't feel comfortable questioning your clinician about credentials. Um that's okay. You could just have a conversation with them and ask them how being a clinician, how their different identities have shaped, how they come to the work, or how um, they have experienced seeing clients from different backgrounds than them, and how has that been? Like you could just ask general questions like that. And then, if you have specific concerns that you know you want to bring into into therapy, ask them their thoughts. So like, if you say, you know, I'm a black woman and there've been a lot of instances of anti-blackness that have been happening in the news. I want to talk about racial trauma and what it means for me to be a black woman navigating a predominantly white workplace, like whatever your thing is, or you might identify as Asian and the rise in the coverage of anti-Asian racism and hate and the hate crimes and racialized, violent mass shootings, you might say, hey, this is something I want to talk about. Because if you do, and then they have a response that makes you feel like, oh, I don't know, maybe they... (laughs) looked the other way too long for me when i when i asked them that question or just didn't feel like they were open maybe they got closed so i want you to to engage the conversation because i want you to feel what it feels like to talk to this person so what i want you to look for are the red flags would be defensiveness so if you ask a question about any of these topics or just in general about like what they think about the t- and their training and cultural competency and they immediately get defensive and try to you you have a feeling that they're trying to like defend and they immediately get uh, kind of um, combative rather than open, that is a red flag. I want you to, to listen to your body and listen to yourself um, your kind of gut when you feel that, because that means if you bring something up in therapy, there is a chance that they might have that same sort of reaction. And it might be completely about them, but I don't want that to impede your therapy, right? Cause a good therapist would focus on you and would have done the work to be able to process some of their own stuff. So they don't bring that into the work. They let it be about you and whatever you're bringing. The other thing I want you to look out for is if when you ask about race or gender identity or whatever social identity you want to bring into the space or you are concerned about matching on and maybe they don't match right i want you to be mindful if their response is something like oh i don't i don't, i just see people as individuals i don't see color or i don't see sexual orientation they say something that is really dismissive to the social identity that you're you're presenting with I want you to trust your gut and to politely find another therapist. Try again. It's not always a match on the first time. And I'm saying that because, again, if you are coming into therapy and there is a part of your identity that is salient to who you are, it's central to how you see yourself, it's important to you. Your therapist should be able to see that, acknowledge that, and hear that, and match your exploration and your curiosity, not dismiss it. Right? And so sometimes it's not just what people say, but it's how they say it. It's their tone. It's their body language. Trust your gut. Because good therapy can happen regardless of matching. But it's important that you also have someone you can feel open with and feel connected to. The last thing I'll say is sometimes people say, okay, okay, Dr. Banks, I hear you, race matching, the research says that it's mixed and it's not a slam dunk, that I don't have to find a therapist who is a queer black woman who has a background in the South and like everything that this person is looking for, right? But I want to remind you that even within your group, whatever that group is, sexual orientation, gender identity, race, religion... You know that people aren't monolithic in that group, right? And you actually would probably be upset if someone assumed that just because someone was in X group, right, that they were like a certain way or that they thought a certain way or understood something. And so I wanna push you to really ask yourself why it is that you want someone from that different, from that specific group. Because sometimes it's that we're hoping that there's something that we won't have to explain. Maybe there's something about that identity group that we think if someone else is from that group, they'll get it. And they might, but they also might not. And that's why good therapy is good therapy, because a good therapist will be able to listen and understand and connect dots, ask you questions, encourage you to reflect, regardless of their background personally, because they've done the work to be culturally competent and responsive and are working to keep up those competencies and have some humility around their own limitations and their own understanding. So some cultural humility, right? And so I want you to just think about that because too often we kind of pigeonhole, like, oh, we want someone who has all these identities. But I know as a Black woman, there have been other Black women that I meet. And because we have some a different life experience or we have a different perspective, we're completely different in lots of ways. And so if someone is coming to me as a therapist, when this would happen, I would get a Black woman who'd say, I'm really glad that you're a Black woman. My first question would be, tell me what you were hoping for in getting a black woman therapist, because I want to know what is it that they were hoping for? What is it they were maybe hoping would go unexplained, would have to go unexplained because we're both black women. And there might've been times, there were a few times where I had to just let them know like that hope and desire, right? I want to honor that. And I don't ever want to assume that our lived experiences were the same, that I actually might miss a way to support you, to learn about you. If we assume that because we're matched in this way, that it's all going to be understood, right? Because part of therapy, part of good therapy is understanding ourselves more deeply. And so some of the shortcuts that we might think we can take because there's a match might actually create misses for us. So with that, I want to just encourage you to seek support. Seek Therapy, if that's something you are open to. One of the things that I often tell my students is that, you know, therapy is a great thing at moments of big decision making in a a life or transition uh, because it can be an opportunity to reflect. It can be a form of self-care. And so I want you to be willing to to take the time, if you can, to use the resources, if you have that coverage in your health care, um, to, to seek it out, even if it's EAP service, so the employee assistance program that might just be brief. I want you to seek that out and to not think that it can't happen well just because there isn't a match. If you have someone that you feel somewhat safe with and that you can be open with, that you feel a sense of compassion from them that can be the seeds for good therapy and then you being willing to show up for yourself week after week after week that creates the good therapy so don't think just because you can't find the match that you can't get the help that you need i hope that helped you understand a little bit more about race matching identity matching People often talk about matching client clinician and it being so important, but I also want to acknowledge that it's not a necessary ingredient for good therapy. So follow me on my socials. I'm Dr. Kira Banks on Instagram and Facebook, Kira Banks on Twitter. Thanks for joining me on Raising Equity.